0: Biden sends 3,000 soldiers to the Red Sea. Destroyers have been sent to Alaska after Chinese and Russian warships have been spotted. Will President Biden lead us into World War III? All this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Much happening around the world that could lead us to war. And we're a prophecy show that talks about a coming war that's going to kill a third of mankind. And sometimes we do it with a smile because we know that this is part of what's been prophesied in the Bible. We know this has to happen just before the second coming of Jesus Christ. So we aren't excited about war, but we are excited about the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we want to explain that to you today. Um, We're very excited to share this information with you so that you can have hope and peace as we navigate these times and know how to navigate them properly. Before we get into that, I want to remind you about our uh, brand new prophecy package called Get Clear Prophecy Bundle. It has three lessons, one from Dave, the Antichrist Socialist Kingdom. Doug did the two witnesses where he tells you that the two witnesses are not Elijah and Enoch or Moses, and uh, or maybe he doesn't. I guess you'll have to get it and see. And then I talk about Warn the Jews. Those three physical DVDs are now available for a donation of any amount at endtime.com/slash clear, or you can call us at 800 endtime, 800 363 8463. You don't have to navigate these times being confused or scared, and the Get Clear Prophecy Bundle will help you with that. Of course, it's available for streaming at endtime.com slash new on endtime plus so check those out today all right doug is biden going to start world war iii that's the question that everybody wants to know the answer to seeing all this activity with the military
1: yeah i wish that i had the answer to that i mean the thing that we do know like you mentioned before we have a prophecy in the bible that tells us war is coming Uh, We also know that it's time for that to happen. And so we know just from looking in Revelation chapter 9 that this war is going to come and where it's going to emulate from. And so we kind of see, um, you know, headlines like this and it gets on your radar because you realize, hey, this is the area where the Bible talks about that area uh, being where this war is going to start from. And what do you mean it's time for that? Like, are you saying that's going to happen in 2023?
0: Are you saying... Any second now? What do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, so based on our seven trumpet uh, lesson that we have and where we believe the trumpets are, we believe the fifth trumpet has already sounded, and we're waiting for the sixth trumpet to happen.
0: Now, there's only seven trumpets.
1: That's right. And And you're saying the the one through five have sounded already. Yes, that's our belief, one through five. And if you need to know more about that, I guess you'll have to check out that new series. Uh, But but seven is the second coming of Jesus. Yes, the seventh trumpet is the second coming and the uh, resurrection. So uh, we're going to have to, uh, you know, take people through that lesson that have never been there, if you haven't been there. But just to kind of bring you up to speed really quickly, we believe that the fifth trumpet was uh, the Gulf War and Saddam Hussein is the destroyer. And we explain all that in um, those lessons. But so we're looking at the sixth trumpet preparing to sound. We also know that the Sixth Trumpet is uh, what will usher in the Antichrist coming in on a platform of peace. And so uh, we, we know... Um, that there's going to also be a uh, peace treaty that's going to start the final seven years. And so we've always believed that this war would happen first, and because of one-third of man being killed in this war, that this would trigger that peace treaty. People would be ready for peace after one-third of mankind dying in that prophecy because of war. And so uh, when we see headlines like this, Vince, these are the things we're checking for every day because we keep our eye on the Middle East, we keep our eye on Israel, keep our eye on the peace treaty because we know these two are running neck and neck as far as the prophetic timeline goes. And so uh, that's why stories like this are big stories, and we like to share them with you just to keep you abreast of what's going on. All right, well, we are taking people's calls today, so the number to
0: join us is 877 N time 877-363-8463. Doug just said trumpets one through five have already sounded. What do you think? Do you believe the first five trumpets have already sounded? Let us know in the comments what you think, yes or no, or tell us which trumpet you think we're on. Some people don't even think any of the trumpets have happened, Doug. Right. Uh, what do you say to those people?
1: Well, a lot of people, Vince, you know, they believe that the, uh, the seals have to be poured out before the trumpets can sound, and then the vials are the last thing to happen. Uh, but if you look at the Bible like that, as if it's, it's uh, written in a chronological order with those events then you're going to have the rapture come in three or four different times because all these stories end with the second coming and the rapture or what, you know, people call the rapture. I know there's people that will argue that there's not even a word rapture, but, you know, the resurrection is the there church, a word rapture. Uh, The word rapture is not in there. There is a Greek word, uh, rapizio, that they get that from that, uh, you know, is where our word rapture comes from. But it just means to be uh, catched away or called away. And so uh, that resurrection is how I like to refer to it, because then you get everybody kind of on board with that. And the second coming of Jesus and the resurrection happen at the end of the seals, at the end of the trumpets, at the end of the vials. So... Um, There's a long story, a shorter story, and a real short story. The seals being the long story, uh, the trumpets being a shorter story, and then the vials being a real short story. And so uh, if you've never seen our Revelation uh, commentary, they need to go watch the unveiling of Jesus Christ, because uh, that way you can see when we teach those lessons in there, they're real thorough what Pastor Baxter did with that. So. A uh, lot of things. If you're new to the program, you can go back and watch, and you can really learn from those things. Yeah, a lot of that is available on End Time Plus at watch.endtime.com.
0: Thousands of hours of content available for free. Of course, endtime.com has articles and such that you can read. Uh, but under the after, if you're a paid subscriber on End Time Plus, you get to watch revelation the unveiling of Jesus Christ which is what Doug was just referencing. Irvin Baxter's last series that he did, he literally recorded the last lesson, I think it was 4 weeks before he passed away and we were able to edit all those videos after his passing and get those out to you also. He did a 21 episode series Going chapter by chapter of the book of Revelation. Not only can you stream that on End Time Plus, but there's a book available. There's actually two books available on that by Irvin Baxter. So if you're interested in the book, give us a call. 800 End Time is the number to join us. 800-363-8463 800 to get a copy of Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ. All right, Doug, Biden has sent 3,000 soldiers to the Red Sea. And there have been destroyers that have been sent uh, to Alaska after Chinese and Russian uh, warships were spotted. There's a lot going
1: on in that regard, and yet we're also going to squeeze in Third Temple Talk? We're going to try to, Vince. I hope we get there. Uh, and And we may and may not, but... The the thing about it and another reason why this is so important, there's a lot going on in that region right now. There's been reports for the last couple of weeks that Iran and uh, Russia are working together to try to push the United States out of Syria completely to get them out of that uh conflict, to get them away from Israel and helping Israel with that conflict. So this is a this is a hotbed right now, that area. And uh you know, we referred to it as a powder keg with everybody standing around with lit matches ready to throw it in there. And and this just seems to be another one of those things. And of course, oil's involved in this. So, you know, that drives wars too. He who controls that can control the world. So. Lots to talk about.
0: Will Biden start World War 3 We're going to get into that more on the other side of the break and also give you a third temple update. We're taking calls at 877 end time, 877 363 8463.
2: Die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the leopard. The combined beast from Revelation 13 represents the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end-time. Now streaming on Intime Plus and available to order at endtime.com UET. Go to endtime.com UET or call 800-END-TIME. Are you ready for an extraordinary journey to the region that is the focus of more end-time Bible prophecy than any other? Well, look no further. Join us on an unforgettable journey to Israel. Our adventure begins down in Jerusalem, where we will teach on the Mount of Olives, sing at the Garden of Gethsemane, walk down through the Kidron Valley. Then we'll make our way north, have a boat ride on the Sea of Galilee, while visiting Joppa, Mount Carmel, Baptize in the Jordan River, and so much more. Don't miss out on this incredible trip to Israel. Spaces are limited. Book your tour today. Visit endtime.com slash tour, or call us at 1-800-END-TIME. Join us for an experience that you will never forget. if you could understand Bible prophecy. Dave Robbins, the host of the End Time Show's TV and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding
3: about what the Bible says concerning End Time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com slash events to see when Dave will be in a location near you.
0: Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877 363 8463. We'll be getting to your calls momentarily. Before we do, we've got to share some information about what we're talking about first, Doug. Um, but if you want to get in on the show, now is the time to give us a call. All right, Biden sends 3,000 soldiers to the Red Sea. Um, we're going to talk about this. I want to remind everybody that one of the biggest ways that you can help us out Um, with the show is by sharing this video hit the share button send a link to your friends however you can do that it helps us out tremendously when you share when you give us a heart when you love the video instead of a blue thumbs up give us a heart and then even commenting let us know your thoughts start up a conversation about something that we're talking about that helps a lot with breaking through the algorithms and getting to your friends and family with this very important information so share heart and comment if you could do that uh, that helps us out a lot. Thank you very much. All right. And Doug. if
1: you're on the phone, don't drop off because I can see some of the questions, and there's good questions. Don't drop off. We'll get yeah, to you. Don't hang up on us. Yeah, we'll get to you. Those are good
0: questions. So, did you start freaking out when you saw that 3,000 soldiers are now in the Red Sea?
1: So, uh, I'm freaking out. No. I didn't freak out because, I mean, like I said, we watch this all the time. We expect to see things like this happening. One of the things that did get my attention, Vince, is that they're taking amphibious vehicles over there now. Now, um, what, what, for us normal folk, we don't know what that means. This is a vehicle that can travel on land or water, and okay. it's able, if you remember, uh, if you've ever seen like footage of D-Day, the D-Day invasion, uh, the ships yeah. that were bringing those soldiers in and they take them off the big ships they drop them down in these little boats they would take them over and then a gate would drop down and all these troops would run onto the land uh, that's why that was kind of uh, an exciting thing to me because i see this is going to be boots on the ground capability why are which, you that's not something to be excited about we well got I mean, all our
0: troops out of there right or at least <laughs> most
1: of them out of some of those areas yeah so okay up until now let me just kind of explain because and, guys, he's not throwing me under a bus. He's just asking this so you'll understand. You know, we
0: were, I was emailing with a very good partner of End Time and a good friend yeah. to, to not only End Time but even... My family at this point, I'm not right. even going to say his name, his initials are right. C-Y. He knows who he is. Yeah. He, and we love him. He's a great guy. We love him a lot. Yeah. He signed off his email to me today and said, be nice
1: to Doug. Be I'm nice like, to him. Now, I like All that. I've got I for Doug is to be nice <laughs> to him. I don't, I don't know. I like encouragement about being nice to Doug. That's okay. But but no, I, I feel just like wanna, I get
0: thrown <laughs> under the bus about you getting thrown under the bus. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Landon says, put that in the comments. Be Comment. nice to Doug. Be nice to Doug. How about that? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So anyway, back on track here. Be nice to Doug.
0: Comment that. Yeah. yeah. Make sure.
1: sure to do that. So. Up until now, a lot of what we've been doing in the area, events is we've been uh, fighting with aircraft. So uh, the F-35, which is an amazing aircraft that we've uh, sold a lot of these to Israel. Israel's even updated them and, and made the technology on them better. We routinely fly the F-35, which is like the premier airplane that we have in our, in our uh, war implements there. And then the F-16s. Uh, that are usually fighting these battles over there and helicopters and all these different things. But then now they're saying we're going to have these amphibious vehicles that are going to be able to take the troops and they'll have that capability of boots on the ground. And the reason why uh, that kind of fascinates me or gets me uh, thinking this might be a little bit more of a situation here, you've got the capability to put 3,000 troops on the ground with weapons ready to fight face-to-face, man-to-man, Uh, which takes this to a different level. It's one thing when you're sending airplanes over there and you're blowing up some facilities where they have some storage of missiles and weapons and airplanes and things like that. But when you start putting our soldiers on the ground, it takes that war to a different level. They haven't done that yet, so, so hear me out. I'm not saying that's happening. I'm saying we have the capability of that happening. And the other thing about this article, and you can find this article yourself. It's, it's on Breitbart, and you can look it up yourself about this deployment. But the other thing that's interesting is Iran has been capturing oil tankers. Uh, they've done it for several months. I think the last one was uh, July 5th, the article says. And so um, they actually bring helicopters out there. They have these guys rappel down to the— deck of these ships with their machine guns and stuff, and they take over the ships and they steal this oil, this crude oil that's going to Europe and the United States. And of course, we know the things that are going on with Russia and the Ukraine and some of the things that have happened because of that, uh, with the pipelines that have been destroyed and things and people pointing fingers at, uh, you know, our government being the one that destroyed the pipeline for Russia and for Europe. And so anyway, all this stuff, it ties in. These are little pictures of the big picture. And uh, all this is is happening for a reason. Are we moving toward war? Well, the Bible tells us that we are, and these stories seem to be paralleling that and letting us know that we are heading heading to a war, or that at least this appears that we're going to. And anytime oil is involved, and the people that control that oil, I you know, even though they talk about making us drive electric cars and getting rid of fossil fuels and everything, they still are having wars over oil. And so uh, people that control the oil, remember, that's black gold. If you live in Texas, that's black gold, Texas tea, remember? And so anyway. A, I'm a, I don't even know what that reference is. That's I'm, a reference I know it, to Beverly Hills, yeah, 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 I couldn't remember. <laughs> black gold, Texas tea, we're talking about oil. Where I live, there are oil wells still working all over the place. They haven't shut those oil wells down, Vince. So we're still pumping oil out of the ground at my house where I live. It's not my oil. It belongs to the oil company. But they are still pumping on a daily basis oil from the ground on which I live on. And so oil is a big deal. Even though they try to downplay it and say, look, you know, we're moving to electrical vehicles and all this stuff. So that's why this is important. The Straits of uh, Hormuz there, uh, if we can put that map up. Well, I was going to ask you, Doug. Yeah, we
0: need to do that. Sorry. This is in the Red Sea. Right. When I look at the Red Sea, Mm -hmm. when I consider scripture, you know, these are not that close. Right. I mean, I know they're fairly, it's not like they're in the Euphrates River or it's not like they're in the Straits of Hormuz. It's like, it's a good, good ways away. Why would that be, I guess, putting our
1: radars off? Well, for for one thing, Vince, it's a huge troop buildup in that area, so that's always going to get the attention of our enemies over there. America is not well-liked, for one thing. But we're talking about there are, uh, there's, what, we got three battleships that are over there, four battleships that are over there, the USS Baton, the USS Carter Hall. These are warships. These are battleships. And 3,000 of these troops with, like I said, the uh, capability of putting these Marines and this uh, this special unit on the ground. And so when you look at that map, let's throw that map up there if we've got it. And you can kind of see, so Vince, is, you, you see where that red dot is? That, that red dot there is where, uh, that's the Red Sea, like the center of the Red Sea. For one thing, we don't know exactly where those ships are, but you can see just on the other side of that, or at least I think you can see, the other part that's blue there is the Persian Gulf. That is where what empties out into that area?
0: The Euphrates River. The Euphrates River. That's where I'm going. They're in
1: the Red Sea. Yeah. Well, right now, that's where we're stationed. That's where we're at right now. But we have the capability of moving those troops around wherever we need them very expediently and getting them there so that they can be on the ground or they can be engaged if they need to be. Uh, Now, one article that I pulled said that we fired warning flares over some uh, Iranian speedboats. This is how Iran uh, attacks a lot of times the the bigger warships is they come in with these real high-speed, uh, smaller crafts so that they can engage with these uh, larger ships and uh, And just really antagonize them. So one article was telling me that as recent as this past weekend, we shot flares, warning flares, over the head or the bow of these ships. And you remember, we've had trouble in this area before. If you think back to the Obama administration, uh, when Obama was in office, we had... Um, some of these ships capture some Navy SEALs and there was video they put this embarrassing video out of these guys being captured and I think they even showed a couple of them like in tears and things and then the next thing you know there was a big shipment of money going to Iran you remember that Vince uh, they had like pallets of how money long ago was this when uh, President Obama yes was I in remember. Office. okay yeah I remember that. and so I mean this has been going on this conflict back and forth with Iran's been going on for a very long time So anyway, this is just the reason why I bring that up. They've been using these type of smaller crafts to attack and antagonize, and that's how they're breaching some of these oil vessels. So now we've got warships out there that are ready to engage if need be. Now, just the fact, like I said, if we put those soldiers over there, in the Persian Gulf, in the Straits of Hormuz, and and put our warships over there. That is, could cause a lot more of a conflict happening there than just taking them up to the Red Sea, docking them there, and having them stationed in an area where they can maneuver and be close.
0: Now, I just mapped this. Yeah. From Yanbu to. To Ma'am. I don't know how to pronounce these names in Saudi yeah, Arabia. But in, yeah. um, to, to travel basically from one portion of the Red Sea over to the Persian Gulf is 15 and a half hours. Now, that's if I'm driving. I'm not I don't have military equipment. And so, you know, it's kind of like, I guess, for me, driving from Dallas to my hometown near Indianapolis, Indiana. So I know that's um, pretty close. But it's not the Euphrates River, but they can get there in no time, is what you're saying. Yeah, they can be there in no time. Because why else are
1: they there? Right. Except for to be there for the Straits of Hormuz. Exactly. So So here we are. Yeah, so, I mean, and this is, you know, it's a a time where we're watching things ramp up, not just with Iran, but with their two biggest allies, with Russia and with China. And so we're seeing all of these things kind of come to a head right now, and that's why it's it's interesting and... um, You know, it gets us kind of pumped up and excited because this kind of stuff is happening. And like I said, we know because of Scripture this war is coming. And so as we see these things begin to happen, that's why we want to bring it to you. Let you know, look, this is beginning to take shape there. Could it turn into something? We don't know from this point, but it's interesting and we want you to know about it. Paul on Facebook says 3,000 isn't a big amount of soldiers. What do you say about that? Well... Um, if they were your boys, I see, thought you might say that. Three thousand. <laughs> I knew be, you were going <laughs> three thousand would be a big number if you got kids that are in the military. So it's a it's a big deal. That's a that's a a big deal right now, And especially when you're talking about the three thousand could be an elite group of Marines. Remember who the Marines are. I don't I don't know if you guys understand who the Marines are, <laughs> but they're like the first on the ground and the first to spill blood. Is kind of like they're. They're a call to arms there. So, I mean, you're talking about guys that are trained to fight. They're ready to fight. They want to fight. That's what Marines are trained for. They're like bulldogs. That's their mascot. It's a little bulldog. So these guys are ready to fight, and they're trained to fight. And they could be special forces that could do all kinds of different things. We don't even know. Doug, I can see how
0: some people just don't
1: get it on this particular
0: story. Uh-huh. But if I if I look at this and go, okay, think about what's happening of course, in Alaska, and we, I know we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah, but then also with not, even the Third Temple stuff, and even um, the red heifers, and all those stories that are combining together. I mean, think about the banking industry. I know that we're not talking about that today, but um, you know, I, shared I actually a, was
1: going to throw one of those articles in, but I'm like, we will not have enough time for that. Well, today.
0: I shared with you how Chase Bank, which I think you already knew about this, but Chase Bank. Shut down Dr. McCullough's website, who was number one on the disinformation dozen during the COVID time. Right. And his CEO and his CFO and, and, and. Yeah. And then I shared some other banking stories. So I think about that. And I think about the Biden situation, like overall and what's happening with Hunter mm-hmm. and the evidence that's being revealed and all that coming together. Yeah. I can see how this move could ramp up quickly so that other things aren't paid attention to. Huh. Not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, Doug. You think that might be what's going on? Well, I think that it's within the realm (laughs) of possibility. Yeah. And who knows what
1: people will do when they become desperate to uh, not face reality. Well, two weeks ago, Vince, the government would have said... Oh, we, you guys are crazy for talking about UFOs. Now they're saying there's aliens that have visited this planet we've interrogated them. So uh, you think there might be a little bit of diversion going on somewhere? I think maybe so. Yeah. So take your eyes off of what's happening. You know, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Pay attention to to what we want you to pay attention to. So, yeah, that could be a huge diversion as well. Or if we go to war, if a war were to start and we're in a war with Iran— uh, that can turn into uh, World War III, and I said World War III just so everybody knows. World I know war. I'm from Mesquite, <clears throat> Texas, and I might have a little twang, and you might not understand everything I say sometimes. But just have patience with me. I'm saying World War. I just say it really fast, and it sounds like War War. So anyway, yes, this could be a diversion. This that war could actually be something that they start. To take some of the pressure off themselves, Doug. This isn't like this isn't
0: crazy. This is mm-hmm. legit. This stuff happens where, where we are right things now. Things get covered up all the time. Yeah. Not not even just like go look at this carrot over here. Like there may be stuff that needs to be gotten rid of, mm-hmm. and so action is taken in order for that to occur. Yeah. Like that is not like th- it's not like this would be the first time that would happen.
1: Right. Anybody that's ever seen the movie Wag the Dog can kind of understand what we're saying right now. You've probably never seen that one. Never heard of it. All right. Well, there you but go. But I
0: get the expression. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's so, what it was so, about. So, the scripture about World War Three. Yeah. Uh, that's Revelation 9. Yeah.
1: What do we need to tell people about that? The bottom line is that the war starts in the Euphrates River area, and that war also kills one-third of mankind. Now. You know, talk about population control or whatever you want to, you can throw it in there. But one-third of mankind is a huge number, and uh, it definitely is something that we need to look at. We didn't
0: even get to the fact that global warming is occurring, so there needs to be sure. great action taken. But maybe we'll get to that after the break. Don't go anywhere. And your calls. We'll be right back.
3: <laughs> they understand what is taking place.
2: <laughs> understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com/future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463.
0: Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877 End Time, 877 363 8463. Will Biden start World War Three? He sent 3,000 troops over to the Red Sea. We're about to tell you about the destroyers that have been sent to Alaska due to Chinese and Russian warships that have been spotted. So, boy, it looks like we are moving towards war. Uh, it is all ramping up once again. Doug, one thing that I hear a lot is you guys have been saying that for a very long time and it still hasn't happened. Yeah. I know you hear that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What do you tell people? Well, it doesn't change the fact of what the prophecy says in the Bible and what the Bible tells us. Now, there's times where we've seen things heat up and it looks like this could be it. And then God puts the brakes on it and slows it back down and it kind of goes away for a little while. But there, the fact still remains, the Bible says there's going to be a war that's going to come from the Euphrates River area and kill one-third of mankind. The Bible still says there's going to be a peace agreement that's going to happen in Israel between the Jews and the Palestinians. Two-state solution, building a temple, all those things are in Scripture, and we know if they're in God's Word, they're going to happen. Now, they may not happen when we think they're getting ready to happen, but it's always you know, exciting when you begin to see this stuff because you're like, man, this is coming straight out of the words of the Bible. This is prophecy beginning to take shape. And with everything else, Vince, that's happening, like if we get to the end of what we are going to talk about today, some of the things that are happening right now, it's like, man, we're there. It's getting ready to happen. And so... You know, To those people, I just say, look, it's in the Word of God, and the Word of God is not going to come back void. It's going to happen what His Word says is truth, and it's there for a reason to let us know these things are coming.
0: This will come as a shock to everyone listening or watching, but Uh uh, I struggle to not be snarky, you know? Um, (laughs) Really? And so, I know. uh, No one knew that about me. Um, And so, when people say that to me, you know, I go, well... Do you believe that the flood happened? Like, do you know how long Noah said there was rain coming? Like, do you believe that Jesus came um, to this earth? Yeah. Um, Do you know how long the Jews proclaimed that was going to happen? That's a good point. Uh, Do you believe that he's going to come again? Like, uh, of course. Right. Yes, people believe those things that have already happened, and I'm just inviting you to... Increase your faith right, and believe what the Word of God says Yeah, because things you know, are
1: coming. And Peter tells us that in the last days there's going to be scoffers. They're going to say, hey, where is this coming of the Lord we've heard about all our lives? Well, the whole reason why Peter says that happens is God is allowing people to come into the kingdom of God. He's being slow about things as we look at it because he's allowing people to see the truth and respond to the truth. It and sounds so, like Peter was post-trib. I think he probably was. <laughs> I think all of them were. Another Thanks. conversation for yeah. another
0: day. Yeah. Uh, we are going to get to your f- calls. The number to join us is 877-ENTIME, 877-363-8463. <laughs> Charles, will be getting to you here in a minute. Uh, thank you for holding. But, Doug, we want to share this f- story about the destroyers here in Alaska. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, that's right off of our coast. Right. Alaska's up there, and a lot of people don't think about it that much because it's so far up there and
1: away from uh, the lower 48. But, yeah um what what is going on up there yeah so when we see this video the the story that i got this came from msn uh and it it just says that u.s destroyers are sent out to alaska after chinese and russian warships were spotted nearby uh We've got a video that we can show that's going to talk more about this. And when you look at this video, they're going to show a map in there, too. I, I was surprised, you guys. I mean, I guess I didn't pay attention in some of my classes in school. But I didn't realize how close China even was to us. I know Russia's right there. Did they talk about World War II? And <laughs> they did. They talked about World War I and II. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Here's the video. CBS News.
5: Turn now to new military tensions between the U.S., China, and Russia. With the U.S. Navy sending destroyers to the coast of Alaska last week, after nearly a dozen Russian and Chinese warships were spotted patrolling nearby international waters—very nearby. Weijia Zhang is at the White House for us with more on what all this means. Weijia, good morning. Good morning to you, Tony. Good morning to everybody. Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan called the size of the Chinese and Russian joint operation unprecedented. He says the U.S. deployed four Navy destroyer ships near the Aleutian Islands in response to those 11 Chinese and Russian warships near U.S. waters. The U.S. Northern Command says the Chinese and Russian patrol remained in international waters and wasn't considered a threat. But the show of force is a- a reminder of the cooperation of Chinese and Russian militaries as well as how close the countries are to Alaska. A similar joint exercise took place last year in September. The U.S. Coast Guard encountered seven Chinese and Russian ships near Alaska all in a single formation. Now China and Russia have increased their ties amid tensions with the U.S. over Taiwan and Ukraine, making situations like this more alarming. In a statement to other media outlets The Chinese embassy said this patrol was part of an annual cooperation plan and has nothing to do with the current international and regional situations.
1: Okay, nothing to do with that other stuff going on. Right. Sure. It doesn't have anything to do with that. But this is like she said, it's a show of force. And one of the things that's interesting to me, Vince, you've got Russia and China who are allies with Iran. You've got this situation going on where we're sending troops over there, and then they go, hey, right here on your border, here's 11 of our ships while you're sending troops over worried about Iran. So it's a show of force. And also, if you think about it, what she was talking about was the situation with Taiwan. So we've got that situation still going on. Mm -hmm. China in, um, I believe it was April, warned Australia that if they did maneuvers like this, practice maneuvers with the United States— that they would consider them to be a war enemy with China and all Australia was going to do was like do a, a type of war maneuver training like this in a scenario that China attacks Taiwan and so when that happened that I remember reading the report and China was just outright telling Australia if you participate in this drill we consider you an enemy <coughs> so what does that say they consider the United States their enemy and they're telling any ally that trains with us, now you're going to be our enemy. Like in Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. And so you've got Russia, you've got China, and you've got Iran, all three of these countries who are allies. Now they're, they're rising up and they're doing these different things to get on the radar and let us know, hey, here we are. It's an intimidation factor. Uh, they're right there in international waters, yes. But when you saw in that video how close Russia and Alaska are, And that area of international water, that's real easy to, I mean, it's not that far apart. I saw today somebody posted the two caps, one in Russia and one in Alaska, and showed just how close they were from the horizon of the water. And, I mean, it looks like you could build a bridge right over there. Yeah, in the winter you can walk. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty scary, isn't it, to think about. So, anyway, interesting because these things, like I said, or prophesied in the Bible that there's going to be a war, and it's going to, more than likely, the way we see it, because it kills one-third of mankind, it's going to include China. It's going to include Russia. It's going to include the United States. It's going to include uh, Iran. Because of the area that we're in, it's going to include a lot of nations. That's why we believe it's going to be a worldwide war, and it's going to kill so many people because of the fact that these powerhouses are going to be involved in that.
0: Did you see where um, the Biden administration... Can't remember the individual's name, but he um, shared his disappointment in Putin for um, arresting the political opponent.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't see that. But how ironic is that?
0: Yeah, well, that was just last week where they arrested. I, he has like three percent of three percent support. It's like super small, but he's like the number two under Putin. Yeah, and um, so they came out and condemned them for that. And I'm going. Hmm. You know, like, <laughs> of course, people are posting memes and yeah. all that, talking about, you know, uh, calling the uh, pot calling the kettle pox, black. Yeah. That's so what my mom used to All sorts of stuff say. like that. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of what that is. <laughs> I didn't know how maybe some of that's connected to it. I don't know. Everything's connected, I suppose.
1: You know, Vince, it, it seems like it is. It's just the whole thing about all of this happening. And then, the you know, you hear the elites that rule the world, the WEF, and all these people Uh, We've said time and time again that there's going to have to be something that's going to shift in order for Russia to get in line with where they're going to be. Because a lot of people look at the way America is right now, Vince, and they say, look, how are we not going to be in the mark of the beast? How are we not going to be part of the one world order? How are we not going to do these things when we've got a leader like this and we see everything pointing to that direction? Mm -hmm. Well, right now we see Russia being enemies of the UN and of the EU. I mean they are at war basically with the EU, with NATO, with UN, NATO. And so how are they going to be the the feet of that world uh government because something is going to happen that's going to change all that around. Maybe this war, maybe Maybe the war happens and and Putin's no more and they replace Putin with someone else who lines up with the world government. Maybe we get a new leader in government that's going to pull us out of the world government and lead us out of there. We were leading that way under the Trump administration, and then they got rid of Trump. Who knows what's going to happen with our next election? Will we have another Trump type of person in office? Will it be Trump himself? Will it be a leader that's going to pull us out of that world government? That's what we believe is getting ready to happen because of what we see in bible prophecy so this isn't a
0: prophecy that trump's going to win the election right you're not doing
1: that no what i'm saying is the united states is not in that one world government and something's going to happen to pull us out we don't believe we're destroyed in this war because the eagle's wings are seen in revelation 12:14, helping israel so we believe america will survive this war just like we know russia will survive this war one person that, or one uh, peoples that are not in that prophecy from where we can see is the chinese. We don't know what happens to the chinese but they're very much going to have to be involved in this war because their allies are Russia and they're one of the biggest nuclear powers in the world and they're not in bible prophecy as far as we can see in scripture. So that's a lot. I'm talking about a lot of things that we're not even scheduled to be talking about today, but you um, are. Yeah. And we've got calls. Let's do it.
0: And I'm not sure we have time to get to them before the break. No, we may not. So, yeah. Um, you Charles, want we want to bring you on, but we don't have time for it. So yeah. I don't want to have to cut you off. We'll get you right on right after the, uh, the break that's coming up here. Um, Doug, we're going to talk about the third temple in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to bring up, as you were talking about China not being in Bible prophecy and Russia being the feet of... Um, the world government, bo- the world government system, mm-hmm. in the book—that's that, how the beast is—is is told it has the feet of a bear, right? And of course, the bear represents Russia. And so, oh, I, I was looking at that map, and as you were talking, that kind of came back in my mind. I'm thinking they touch, and Russia is obviously massive. What are the chances that Russia kind of takes over a lot of these nations in the south after this war, and maybe merge
1: or something? You know, Vince, the possibility of that happening, could that could be very highly likely. I mean, the bear in the book of Daniel has three ribs in its mouth, and we haven't ever figured out for certain what those three ribs are. We think some of that may be provinces of China. And so that could very well happen. Uh, we don't believe that China is going to be utterly destroyed. We think that possibly China will be hurt so bad that they can't rise up and be a full military power to where they're involved the way they are now i mean if you look at china right now you would think they're a rising power and they're going to be here i mean rising they seem
0: like they're here
1: yeah and and you would think they're going to be here all the way to the end and a lot of people see the dragon in revelation 13 and they say well there's china right there china's the dragon the red dragon but it tells us in uh revelation 12 that the dragon is satan And so it lets us know that's who gives his power, his seat, and his great authority is the devil himself, not China. All righty. Well, open lines at 877-IN-TIME,
0: 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after this break.
4: Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online with End Time Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you.
0: Welcome back to the End Time Show. Vince Steagall here with Doug Norvell. We have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to go to North Carolina now. Charles is watching there. Charles, welcome to the End Time Show. Yes, hello. Hi, Charles. Is this Charles? Hey,
3: how are y'all? Y'all doing a great job, by the way. Thank you. Um, The question I wanted to ask was, does the, the sixth trumpet comes before the fifth seal because the reason I ask that is because the fifth seal speaks of the martyrs mm-hmm. which is during the Great Tribulation is that correct?
1: That's right, yes sir
3: Okay, and then we speak on the the, the, the Sixth Trumpet War which is supposed to be the war that brings in that peace agreement, seven year peace agreement so how is it that the fifth seal where the tribulation is is happening, and then the sixth trumpet um, supposed to begin supposed to begin that peace thing. How is that to go? Does the fifth seal comes after the sixth trumpet, or does the sixth trumpet comes before the fifth seal?
1: Yes, sir. You're, the The fifth seal is the great tribulation. So you're you're correct on that. When you're talking about mm-hmm. that, that's exactly what that's describing. This Six Trumpet War, what this does, it, it comes before that time. It's going to set up the final seven years because we believe that that is what is going to usher in the Antichrist. He'll come in on a platform of peace. You know, saying, "Hey, peace and safety. We've got to not have a war like this ever again. We've got to have a one-world government where we can't have a war where everybody's at war with each other, but we all uh, we all give our sovereignty up to this one-world government, and we all come together as one. And that's going to be his platform. He'll bring that in. He'll usher in the peace agreement that allows Israel to have." peace there with the palestinians and they'll be able to build their third temple during that time but remember what daniel 9 tells us that the he there he stands up that he being the antichrist in the middle mm-hmm. of that final seven years so halfway into it three and a half years into it he causes the sacrifice to stop he sets up the abomination of desolation and that event is what triggers the tribulation jesus said in matthew 24 uh, verse 15 through 21 there. He says that when you see the abomination and desolation spoken of by the prophet Daniel, let those who be in Judea flee. He talks about not going back to your house, not uh, you know, hoping that you're not pregnant or with child during that time, hoping that it's not in the dead of winter, for then there shall be great tribulation, such as the world has never seen and shall never happen again. So he lets us know that event triggers that great tribulation. That's one way we understand, Charles, that the Great Tribulation is only three and a half years. And so this war happens before this final seven years even starts, ushers in that seven years, and then we have that Tribulation time, and that's when that fifth trumpet is, or the fifth seal is going to be uh, opened up because that's where we're going to have the martyrs asking Jesus, you know, when are you going to avenge our deaths?
3: So the sixth trumpet does come before the fifth seal. Yes, sir. Okay, one last question. Um, I noticed Gog and Magog is in Ezekiel, but it's also in Revelation 20. Mm -hmm. And I want to know, um, when Satan is released, it says uh, he comes up um, including Gog and Magog. Um, I was told that, that the battle of Armageddon is not is, is in is the same thing as in Ezekiel
1: mm-hmm.
3: is that correct
1: that's correct Mag,
3: uh, Gog and Magog is is in Ezekiel that's the battle of Armageddon
1: yes sir you're correct so 38 so and 39 how do
3: we have when Satan is released how do we have and will come out to deceive and mislead the nations which are in the four corners of the earth including Gog and Magog to gather them together for war They is like the sand of the sea. Right. So that's a totally different one?
1: Yes, sir. So what what, Gog and Magog is actually all the nations of the world that come against Jesus to fight. And so we see that at the Battle of Armageddon, and then we have a thousand-year peace as Satan (laughs) is bound up. But then after the Lord's reigned here for a thousand years, you know, God doesn't make anybody follow him. He gives us right. free choice. He's still going to do mm-hmm. that even in the millennial reign. He's going to allow people to make the choice to follow him. It even says in Zechariah 14 uh, that the nations that survived the battle of Armageddon, that they'll have to come down every year to worship at the Feast of Tabernacles in Jerusalem. Right. But if they don't, they won't receive rain upon their land. So we know there's gonna, they're going to have a choice even to come down and worship the Lord. So when mm-hmm. when Satan's released... There are going to be people that don't want anything to do with the Lord, and they're going to follow Satan and come back against Jesus again after the thousand-year millennial reign, and he's going to destroy them. That's when the fire will come down from heaven and destroy those, those armies completely when Satan is loose. So the, when it says uh, Gog and Magog, that is, that's a general description of all the nations coming against the Lord in war, in battle.
3: Okay, because I was I, I was thought that Gog and Magog was Russia, but Gog and Magog is not Russia.
1: When when it begins to break them down in Meshach and it, it begins to tell you all those names that are in uh, the the book of uh, Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine, it does name mm-hmm. specific nations that come down, but we don't even know like you know, what all nations will be involved in that final war. I'm sure a lot of the ones that were involved in the first in the battle of Armageddon, they'll be in that Gog and Magog at the end as well. But we know that those nations will still exist because it kind of names a few that won't get rain. Like it talks about Egypt and it talks about other nations that if they don't go down to worship, and worship. Yes, sir. And so right. th- those nations will still exist as peoples because remember Daniel Chapter 7 tells us, as for the rest of the beast, their lives were prolonged for a, a time and a season, but their mm-hmm. their power, their authority was taken away because that's the time when Jesus reigns for a 1,000 years. So after that 1,000 okay, years when Satan's released. I just
3: wanted to released, know, make sure that Magog and Magog was in Russia. Yes, sir. Um, because I thought that was
1: the, what they was called, Magog and Magog. Yeah, but what, you're
3: saying Gog and Magog is not. Russia. It's, it's county, a general. Yes, whole, sir.
1: It's a
0: general. Uh, of
3: nations,
0: Yes, sir. Charles, are you already on End Time Plus?
3: I am not, but I, I, I do have uh, I do have the book of both books of Revelation and I'm uh, uh I study a lot. Oh, we
0: can tell. Yeah, Charles. We can tell, Charles. But
3: I would like to I would like to know how do I how do I get to to uh, Screen y'all to watch y'all I watch programs do y'all need my email address or anything here's like what that? we'll do
0: um we're going to put you back on hold and mary beth will get your email address and we're going to hook okay. you up with one year free of end time plus and with okay. that you'll be able to watch almost everything that we've ever done including our brand new series understanding the end time and it takes you through united states discovering the bible all the way to the kingdom of god when the lord returns and establishes his kingdom here on earth so, you're going to get um, quite a bit of, of videos and ebooks and workbooks that you'll be able to study. Uh, it's very evident to all of us that you do study, and it's wonderful yeah. when people like you call in and ask questions. Um, appreciate your call so much, and we're happy Thank to you. gift that to you. So, stay on hold, and we'll get your email address. Uh, Doug, fabulous job, as always we all we always love to hear you explain prophecy questions. Oh <laughs> well, good, I'm glad. So that you do I a great know. job. Thank you. Appreciate be nice it. to Doug. That's all I keep hearing. on <laughs> my mind. you know, nobody said be nice to Vince during that dialogue. It was just be
1: nice to Doug. Sad. Well, we need to be nice to Vince too. So I you.
0: think that we should have a t-shirt with a school bus on it and you underneath it. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Now we had a caller that dropped off there. Yeah, They want to know about the level of the water in the euphrates river yeah because um, you know the the river going to be it, the river has been dried up many times no yes and there's a prophecy that talks about that mm-hmm. so has that
1: prophecy been fulfilled 20 times or what <laughs> well it it's interesting right now especially vince because we talk about so many things happening in that region so that's why people they get concerned because they're seeing on the news that the euphrates River's drying up The thing about it is, yes, it's going to dry up in a final time where the kings will be prepared to come across uh, and attack Israel. So that is in Revelation 16. What's happening right now, before I go to Revelation 16, what's happening right now is natural uh, phenomena. I mean, it's drought that's happening, which drought happens in that area a lot. It's very You know, an area where there's a lot of desert, extreme heat, things like that. But because of water regulations for some of these nations that live off of the Euphrates, that's also causing up some of the the drying up of the river. They are building dams and they're keeping the water from flowing the way it should to take care of their communities and things. So some of it's man-made. Some of it is natural phenomena. But that alone could cause a war. Yes, that can. I mean, water—it's you know—it's like oil. You, you need water to live. You don't necessarily need oil, but you got to have water to drink if you're going to survive. And that could also cause war. But the the thing about it, and this is what I try to direct people to every time they ask me this question, is Revelation 16, and uh, let's see, it is um, twelve. Revelation 16:12. And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. So right there it tells you that it's going to be a seal event, or, or a vial, I'm sorry, a vial event. The vial has not happened yet. The first vial vents that's poured out is poured out on everyone that takes the mark of the beast. mm so the vials don't start until after the mark of the beast is given out, at so, least. So like
0: the uh, plagues in, in, in Egypt, Yes. if your neighbor didn't put blood on their doorpost, they still got hit with that plague. Mm-hmm. But if you did, even though you're next door, you didn't get hit with the plague. Similar That's to that. Right.
1: It's going to be similar to that because it says that the people who have the mark of the beast get grievous sores on them. So that's the first vial that's poured out. Well, this is the sixth vial when the Euphrates River is dried up to make a way for the kings of the east. So it, we would have to go through all up to the sixth vial for that to happen. Well, then the scripture tells us that in verse 16, and he gathered them together in a place in Hebrew called Armageddon. So this, is right, this happens right before the battle of Armageddon. That doesn't happen until at the end of the tribulation period. We are raptured up. And we come back with Jesus to the Battle of Armageddon. So the Euphrates River is—it's going to be a while before that happens. Now I don't believe that it it happens before the rapture. I think it'll happen, uh, or I think it happens before the rapture. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I think it happens before the rapture because in 15 we're told, "Behold, I come as a thief, and blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked." And they see his shame. So Jesus said right there, behold, I come as a thief. And we're told over and over in the Bible, the day of the Lord is like a thief in the night. And then Jesus says, so this is going to happen before, right before the rapture, I believe, and right before the battle of Armageddon. This is how they come into the valley of Megiddo to invade Israel. And so we're not there yet. So this drying up of the Euphrates River is a natural phenomenon. Some of it's man-made because of dams and things like that. It is not this event of a vial being poured out, not yet. So if people want to know more about the
0: vials specifically, there's a couple of different options they have. Not only is a lesson on the vials in Revelation, the unveiling of Jesus Christ on End Time Plus, but also Dave just a few years ago did a whole... I think it's more than an hour long of talking about the seven vials, explaining each one, explaining how they occur in yeah. uh, the timeline of events here before the second coming. So check out the seven vials on. Yeah. Cause trucks. he does a
1: great job breaking that down. All right, Doug, how do we wrap it up? You got 10 seconds to leave people with hope. Yeah. Well, the hope is guys, God, God is in control of all this and we don't have to be afraid of anything, but we can get excited when we see prophecies getting ready to come to pass. Just remember to get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life.
0: How do they do that? They go to endtime.com slash reborn. Amen. That's not how you do it, but there we'll explain how you <laughs> do you it. Know. So be sure to check that out. And if you need a uh, local community in your area that believes like End Time does, reach out, Intime.com slash contact. We'll be happy to connect you with a group close to you. We'll see you right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.